Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Fat Chats with Kina. I'm Kina Lone Khape, and I'll be overly engaging you on things that take place in my imagination, normally during a shower, but as we're coming to learn, very interesting things take place in there. Hello, good peeps, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Fat Chats with Kina. Look, without wasting any time, let's get into today's topic, which is opportunity. The other day, I was watching the Africa-UK, or is it the UK-Africa Investment Summit, that was taking place in the UK, but extensively discussing opportunities that take place in Africa. I mean, what on earth? Don't we have, like, conference centers here? I'm just saying. Without creating drama around that, it sparked a thought in my mind as to... What is opportunity? Like, I really couldn't understand what they are seeing here in a lot of the discussions that were taking place that we don't happen to be able to vividly see for ourselves very often because a lot of us tend to feel stuck in different areas of our lives um, and we're, a lot of us are seeking financial security and financial freedom and we're seeking career security and career freedom and we're seeking our purpose and we're looking for new ways to go about um, implementing some of our imaginative processes bringing it into reality so that we can see how far it stretches and uh, the world at large is really talking about developing countries becoming a space of plenty of opportunity, especially with this tech and digital evolution taking place. And so I thought to myself, Kante, what do they see that we can't see? You know, um, a lot of us anyway. How do they see these opportunities when Rona locally, we sort of still battling with how to penetrate them? And luckily, <laughs> I found someone who's got quite an interesting take on that and and is a relative professional actually at what he does that will be unpacking that later on in the podcast but let me take you through my trail of thought and sort of building um context with semantics so that yeah that was my laptop going off there (laughs) um so that we have a bit of an idea of what this word means in terms of the dictionary um and the general meaning of the word so that we can potentially progress with seeing it better. Um, So the first definition I come across on Google, naturally where I would start, is that opportunity is a time or a set of circumstances that makes it possible to do something. It sounds simple. And then you kind of think, why would you want to talk about opportunity anyway? But the reality is that if I asked a number of you guys what opportunity is and how you're spotting the opportunities around you, let's be frank, you may not be able to give me a straightforward answer or an answer at all. And it's probably because of your lack of understanding in this area that you aren't able to mobilize yourself out of the situation that you're in to get yourself closer to um, something that would be more effective to aligning you with your financial goals right and in that light i think it's also really important to to know what opportunity actually is so that one can know how to leverage off of it to effect good change in their own communities to create products that people actually want to use to localize products you know and to not overlook 
their own capacity to use their talents to create things, to innovate, um, to tech things. And you know what tech is, right? But if you don't, I'll come up with a podcast to explain what, what that is. And maybe we can have aha moments that lead us to clarity so that we can stop being in the dark with all these conversations and buzzwords that are being thrown around. Um, which opportunity actually has become? I feel like opportunity is now a buzzword, like opportunity this, opportunity that, opportunity everything. In any case, moving on. Um, upon further inquiry on what opportunity is, I came across a more motivational sort of type vibe where it means a chance to grow, change, learn new things and do things better than before. Um, but that's not sort of satisfying for me, I'd say. Um, there's another point, um, to opportunity that goes as saying it's exploring unknown territories to identify potential for improvement and growth. And I think that's where my sort of aha moment starts to come in where I'm like, yeah, you see when you say it like that, because then it makes sense as to why people externally can see opportunities and spot them much easier than people who seem to be around this space that people are saying opportunities exist within. Right. Um, there are various contexts of opportunity. There's, um, looking for job opportunities obviously there's the opportunities to shoot your shot <laughs> um when you like someone and you know it's what should i say it's broad like it's broad and maybe that's why we can't even boil it down to understand what it actually is so that we can leverage off of it in which case I found someone who I think is really, really interesting to hear out. And he really, really, I feel like fleshes out opportunity in such a way that's, that creates light bulb moments in one's mind and can really, really help us crack the code of opportunity <laughs> and maybe even become more prone to spotting opportunity. So today I was at the Africa Youth Entrepreneurs Summit and there was a speaker in the panel. His name is Takunda Chingonzo. I hope that's right. He told me earlier, I might fumble on it right now and I know names can be sensitive, but Takunda is the founder of the Village Innovation Network in Zimbabwe. He's really well-spoken. Sure. And I'm not talking about how Caucasians refer to a young black person being well-spoken. I just mean that when he speaks, there's quite a lot of reflective work that goes on. Even just watching him, you can see that his thoughts are relatively organized and he likes engaging with information and he enjoys imparting with it. You know, he's not selfish with what he knows. And while opportunity exists beyond the tech world and the digital world i think a lot of the conversation that's taking place around opportunity right now is taking place there so just to localize this and make it relevant i think this is very um it's quite on cue should i say to have been able to chat to him and to chat to someone who is very active in the 
innovation and digital space and someone who naturally has to keep abreast with opportunities um, and someone who is in light of his work, someone who fits the bracket of the opportunities that um, exists within the African context for investment. Um, only fair that we, you know, or only, yeah, only well aligned, shall I say, <laughs> that we get an opportunity, <laughs> there the word comes through again, an opportunity to hear what his take on opportunity is. It's so well described and explained. It's so eloquent. And it's also just so simple to understand. And I, I feel like you guys are going to are gonna enjoy it. It's just yummy to consume. So without taking up too much time on, 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 on Fat Chats with Gina, um, please do give your ear to me having a fat chat with Takunda and his take on what opportunities are. It's very, very insightful. What's your take on just the journey of people feeling like there's so much opportunity to invest in Africa and this digital innovation and this digital sort of evolution, which is becoming a revolution really that's sweeping the world, has produced areas for people in the emerging market to get on the rally of digitizing and innovating but the international space is recognizing more than the local people that there's opportunity. So what's your take really on why it is that they can see it more vividly than we can? Okay. All right, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> I think at the very core, I think the, the biggest thing that we need to talk about first is why there is opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I believe that the actual challenge has to do with how we're conditioned by society. So you are born, you're a child, you basically have your own sort of thoughts and ideologies and things like that. And then you go through an entire process of reprogramming and we call it education, right? Where we standardize all the information. It's basically a process of getting people to conform, yeah. right? Be like this, dress like this, this is how you write. Don't use the left hand, use the right hand and all of those things. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I guess that's the reason why when Steve Jobs said, um, this is to the crazy ones, the misfits, he was talking to those who naturally do not conform, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and here's why this is important. When you program a population to think in a certain way, to view this as good and that as not good, mm -hmm. they all see everything in the exact same way. Yeah. So we do not see any sort of uh, dis disparities or, or inadequacies in yeah. any case. And, and that's really what opportunity is, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's a gap, it's, it's a space that you can fill. And in filling that space, you create value, nice. whether it's monetary value or it's value in other terms. Yeah. That is what opportunity is. Right? When you look for a job opportunity, it's a, a gap in an organization which you can feel, fill and then get remunerated for. Yeah. So when you look at it in that way, that society has been conditioned in this one specific way, and it, it's all cultural, right? And mm -hmm. This has happened for hundreds of years in, with, with, with mankind. I think the reason why the people who are outside Africa are then able to see these opportunities because they are not conditioned the same way. In other words, they see things from a very different context. Yeah. Um, and I always say, because I work with entrepreneurs, that as an entrepreneur, you need to be a, a sponge of information. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, I was reading about the hair market, for example. It's a, almost a $100 billion uh, industry in Africa, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, look, I am a guy, I just cut the hair, that's all I do. But it was important for me to understand this because it was just fascinating, right? Yeah. Women 
spend so much money. Which might I it. might I add that yeah. you trying to understand it is commendable, by the way, given <laughs> given yeah. our gender-based biases, of course. it really does break down the mold of thinking that we don't interact and need to know the same kind of knowledge. True. Yeah. But you see the reason why I was I was learning about it was because I just found it fascinating. Yeah. Because I've began to realize the value of having just random information mm -hmm. and I think true opportunity lies at the intersection of unrelated uh, sets of information mm -hmm. uh, you look at uh, your most uh, innovative so, uh, sort of companies in the world right um, Airbnb for yeah. example right it's two very different sets of information mm -hmm. one is people who have you know extra space in their homes mm -hmm. and the other is a set of people who are looking for 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 homes right yeah. and these are not exactly the same people these are travelers these are homeowners and the only way you can create value is by finding ways to intersect these two different types of people mm -hmm. and then creating hundreds of billions of, of, of dollars worth of dollars nice. and so the, I think that's the thing with with opportunities in Africa we don't see them because we have been conditioned in a certain way we don't ask why anymore why is it that everybody wants to own a car should they own a car yeah. if we all believe that everyone should own a car then uber has no place oh. it is only when you then say what if i don't own a car you drive a car to work at 8 a.m and you park it there and then you drive it at 5 p.m what why don't i use the car when you're not using it and i pay you for it right then you start to see opportunity it's the same in, in agriculture why do we grow certain things at certain times only and not other times sure a uh, hundred years ago, we could not alter climate. So if it's cold, it's cold. But now we can. The most rudimentary form of that is a greenhouse. So why not, why not change that, right? And I think that's where opportunity lies. When you begin to look at spending trends, for example, when do people spend money the most and when do they not spend money the most? And then how do you change your pricing? You see, I, I do not like things like Valentine's or Christmas <laughs> for that specific reason. Yeah. It's data that has been analyzed and, you know, the, the, the retail market has understood these patterns and all they do is price things accordingly. When you look at the price of the exact same stuff that you buy, uh, when it's not within that, 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 that sort of frame, it's very, very different. So it's necessary to always ask why. And I think what we need to do now as, as Africans, as, as people in Botswana, is begin to uh, take up as much sort of information as possible. Yeah. We also need to change our context. We need to go to places where people do not think like us or do not look like us. Yeah. And, and that's the reason why I actually love traveling. Right? And, and when I say traveling, I'm not talking about flying to Bali, right? Because that's what everybody then thinks, like, I can't afford it. I'm talking about just go to SA, go to Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. We are similar, but we are different yeah. in the way we do things. And only when you start understanding that can you then begin to identify opportunities. Yeah. We need to go back to our seven-year-old selves when we always used to ask, why? Right? Go to bed, why? And, and, and you know, we hate it when kids do that, mm -hmm. and we kill it, and just, just because, you know, just uh, something dreaded by zero, it can't. Why? No, it, it doesn't matter why. It just can't. Just know that it yeah. can't. You see, mm -hmm. we need to go back to that point. We need to go back and become that person again. I feel you. When you look at entrepreneurs, and most of us are very introverted, mm -hmm. the ones that are not, we usually end up in some weird scandal of some sort. <laughs> But a lot of entrepreneurs who are introverted have a very playful side to themselves. In other words, they still have that inner child. And that inner child is some would, what, what some would call their guts or their intuition, whatever it is. It is the thing that inspires thought and idea and interactions. It is the thing that says, hey, 
in as much as society says don't just approach random strangers and start talking to them approach random strangers and, and talk to them how we started talking now exactly right? <laughs> yeah. that's kind of how that works yeah and and we need to get to that point we need to deviate from the norm uh we have a lot of fears uh, what if i do this and they say no and he says no and you know, she says no yeah so what right we need to, to sort of embrace that and i think that is where the identifying of opportunities comes from. Yeah. Pursuing the opportunities is a different argument altogether. Yeah. And that is an argument that's rooted, again, in tradition, in fear. We do not want to do certain things because we are afraid that we will fail. Mm-hmm. We are afraid that they are going to laugh at us. But the, the fundamental thing about being an entrepreneur is being able to deal with failure. Because that is what you are going to do. Yeah. So I think, I think we need to redress a lot of the traditions and norms that we've adopted yeah. and figure out how to alter them to our benefit. I like that. Yeah. Um, there are two things that you mentioned that I just want to pick at really sure. quickly. Firstly, how do you sustain a level of humility for new information? Because learning is not an easy thing. Sure. And that's why we find that we kind of teach old dogs new tricks with this digital era and this tech advancement. Um, that's one of them. So how do you sort of sustain and maintain that humility for information, right? Yeah. And then another one, would you say that in your travels, from the outside perspective, you're able to spot opportunities that um, that you come across in spaces Definitely. that you're traveling in? Yeah. Definitely. So, okay, so the, the first one, the humility for information. Yeah. I think it comes from understanding that we're existing in a space where information is only valid for the next couple of maybe weeks. Okay at this point. 20 years ago, you would learn something in school and it would be valid for the next five years, right? That is not the case anymore. And so if you understand the fact that in as much as you know, knew something yesterday, it might not be the case today, that forces you to question whether what you know is enough. Mm-hmm. And it is never enough. Also because I move, mm-hmm. also because I move, I, I try and deal with logic a lot. And logic, very quickly shows you that you do not know, right? And unfortunately, our conscious, I think it's the subconscious selves, we do not like that feeling. Yeah. That feeling of being less than. And so we do one of two things. Either we fool ourselves into believing that we can. There's this really interesting thing, uh, it's called the Kruger effect, I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, where a lot of people who are not great at something believe that they're really great at something. Yeah. And it's, it's because they do not know that they're not great at something and because they're not great at it that they cannot identify that they're not great. It's a, it's a very weird thing. <laughs> but if, if you're constantly aware of that um, and also self-aware, truly be able to ask yourself to say, can you do this? Right? And being honest enough to say, yo, I have no idea. And then let that be the basis of let me do something about it. It's yeah. a very uncomfortable thing. And so if you're trying to start a business, that's the worst part because you have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. That is the honest truth. If you find somebody who is their first time to start a business and they're like, look, I know 90% of what I'm doing here, they're lying. <laughs> they're lying. Most of us have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. We figure it out and we learn. Yeah. And so learning then has to become a lifestyle. It's a habit. You need to make sure that by the time you go back to bed, you've at least learned one new thing. It doesn't matter whether it's math or hair or whatever it is. Just learn one new thing. I feel you. Um, then in terms of identifying opportunities as I travel, definitely. Because it's a lot of things that 
seem obvious to me that are not obvious to a lot of people mm-hmm. you know it's a different thing than pursuing those opportunities because I'm not from those countries and there's a lot of context in terms of application yeah. to pursue them. But what happens is when I take that back to my home country or home environment, it helps me to then see other things that I would not have seen. So things that we take for granted, for example, like, yeah, no, in Zimbabwe, you know, 96%, I think, of our, our financial transactions are digital, mm-hmm. right? Which means we are truly a paperless economy. It's not because of choice, it's because of the situation, right? I come here and everybody's using money, and I'm just like, why? Right? <laughs> that tells me that if I were to try and do some level of e-commerce type business in my country, the probability of adoption at a mass market level is higher. Of course, there are other challenges, logistics and disposable income and all of these things. But again, just that difference helps us to understand those things. Nice. Yeah. And there you have it, ladies and gents, boys and girls. When I say to you, every time I explore something, something interesting pops up, you will no longer argue back because I was exploring opportunity and what the word means. And there we have ourselves a broad understanding of learning, keeping curious and staying humble while we're at it. Do join us next time, or while me rather, (laughs) as I go on this adventure of mine and trying to find out what things mean and sharing it with you so we can all learn and join in on the fun. Thank you, Takunda. Thank you. I really appreciate your time. (laughs) Anytime. All right.